Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. We are your daily podcast for all things Seattle Kraken. We are in our offseason, so we're not coming to you daily right now, but we will ramp back up as we are nearing training camp, preseason, all of the things. It's very exciting. Uh, on this episode, though, we're going to take you to another squad cast, and we're going to hear from the locked on sharks perspective they're going to be asking us a few questions about our seattle kraken all that is coming up on this episode of locked on kraken you are locked on kraken your daily podcast on the seattle kraken part of the locked on podcast network your team every day we are the seattle kraken All right, Seattle hockey fans, again, I'm going to take you over to a conversation I had with J.D. Young, the host of Locked on Sharks. We're going to talk about, of course, the Seattle Kraken and a little bit about the Pacific Division. Let's head over to the interview. All right, and now we bring in Erica of Locked on Kraken. Erica, I know you're in Florida right now, enjoying the sunny, sunny weather. How are you doing? Hey, I can't complain. There's a nice breeze right now, so that's exciting. I haven't gotten to the beach yet, but I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I'll, I'll make my way to, to the shore tomorrow. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I was in the pool today with the boys, and yes, there's nothing better right now than yeah. enjoying the, the weather while you can. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we're going to uh, get into uh, the Kraken and kind of our, continue our Get to Know the Enemy series. Um, let's start with the offseason. I think the biggest news, of course, was was the draft for the Kraken, right? And having Shane Wright fall to you guys at number four, never in this world did you think Wright was going to be there, right? <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I was uh, talking to another one of our Pacific Division uh, rivals for both of us, and I was talking to Jess Belmasto, and I, I was saying, I didn't even really do a, a deep dive into Shane Wright as far as an option, because there was just so much that was saying that he was going one, maybe two. Uh, so with us having the four pick, I, I didn't really do a deep dive. And then when I saw how the draft was going, I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta read up on this guy, get to know him a little bit more. Um, so, but a, a pleasant surprise, especially being an expansion franchise, everything you hear in hockey is how hard it is to build up the middle, especially at the centerman position. So um, goaltending, I think we, we still got to figure out defense. I'd, I'd like to see us work on and I know we'll get into that, but to have two high draft picks, both at the center position, I think is very promising for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I mean, going into last year's draft, um, Maddie Beneers and William Eklund were my two favorite players going in throughout the draft and through the whole draft process. And yeah, starting with Beneers and then Shane Wright in back-to-back years, that is a pretty awesome way to, to get things going because I was expecting them to go defense just because I thought Wright was going to be gone. You know, it's like, okay, if you go defense, you know, for center defense to kind of start things off. But yeah, um, it... it most likely Wright's going to be making his NHL debut this year as I mean, we're recording this in August, but as it seems like now he probably going to be playing the NHL, right? 
That's what all signs are pointing to. I think Ron Francis and company are saying all of the right things, basically saying that he'll have every opportunity, he and Beneers, to make the roster. So they're really, um, you know, going to play it out, see how things go. That being said, you also hear in, in the same press conference, Ronnie Francis saying things like, you know, they're just expecting to have to, in free agency, um, in, a, in a handful of years, pay these guys outright um, and want to make sure that they're not, um, you know, kind of, handcuffing themselves in a position now where they can't pay them later. So I think there's so much that they're really future planning on both right and veneers that it, it makes it hard for me to see a scenario um, unless something goes wrong injury wise, uh, which of, of course we don't want to see, but it's yeah. hard to imagine that we won't see um, both veneers and right in the NHL this season. Yep. Yeah. I, I, let the kids play. They're, they're too good. <laughs> we saw Beniers exactly. in his little bit of time last year. And yeah, Shane Wright. There's a reason why Shane Wright probably should have could have been the first overall pick. And yeah, he's he's really good. So um let's get into the free agency. I know that you know the Kraken they're doing this slow, they're not trying to rush things. We're not gonna see a Vegas 2.0. Um, but you know, they they saw a pretty active free agency. So how would you kind of kind of grade their free agency? Yeah, I think if we set aside the draft and really just focus on free agency, then I'm around the B, B minus is kind of where I've been sticking there consistently. Um, and that's because, again, I do think that defense was a problem for us last season. And um, I think... I think we did make some improvements, but mm -hmm. I, it does seem like we really focus more on the forwards than on defense as far as looking at the long-term contracts, looking at um, just some of the, the caliber of player that we went after early in free agency. So I think those are good additions because it's not like we can't use more goals. <laughs> that yes. being said, I just felt that our defense was big, but not very mobile. Mm -hmm. And that is, cause problems with our entries and exits we couldn't be uh, you know we, we didn't have enough players I think that could reliably carry the puck through the all three zones and I think that was a little bit of a problem for the Seattle Kraken yeah so you're I guess maybe they're hoping more help in the front to kind of alleviate the pressure on the back end uh, you was I think kind of the Sharks kind of went with the same approach this this offseason with Let's solidify the bottom six, and maybe that'll help make everybody else's job easier. Where we're not having to kind of tax some of these these star players to do a little bit, you know, too much. So, um, you touched on the goaltending. Old friend Martin Jones is uh, in Seattle. What are the Kraken going to do? Because they're quietly in the same kind of position that the Sharks are at right now, where they have three NHL caliber goaltenders on the team in Grubauer, uh, Chris Reacher, and now Martin Jones. Um, one of them going to play the waivers game. What are they going to probably end up doing here? Well, it's really not going to be a problem until at the earliest March. And that's because Drieger suffered an injury when he was playing with Hockey Canada. And so he's coming back from an ACL. We also, with Drieger, it's really unfortunate that we didn't get a good feel for what he could do consistently over time. He was one of our players early on that was out and sidelined because of COVID. And then he had multiple little injuries here and there that had him out of the, the lineup. So uh, Drieger, at least right now, not an issue. Um, and so that does give Martin Jones an opportunity more than likely um, for him 
to, to come in and be with Philip Grubauer. I mean, we also have Joey Decord that we have to figure out what we're going to do there. But um, I think that Joey Decord probably going to stay at the AHL level as the Firebirds are, are going to start being solidified. He was so great for the Charlotte Checkers last season. We did see him a handful of times, and I think he did just about as well as we could expect him to do. But I think giving Decord a little bit more time, a little bit more consistency and, and development and mm-hmm. – I think Jones, barring any other injuries, let let Decord stay in the AHL and let's see what we get in Jones until then. Drieger comes back and then we'll figure all of that out uh, <laughs> later in the season. <laughs> Thank you, as always, fans, for listening to Locked on Kraken and making us your first listen of the day. Now it's time to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, I I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. So let me introduce you to their newest. It's the Cookie Dough Chunks Puff. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, are covered in 100% chocolate, just like everything else made by our friends at Built Bar. The Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. Like all Built Bars, as I mentioned, they're covered in 100% chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty, and you get chocolate-covered cookie dough just deliciousness, and you're not going to want to miss out on it. So what we're going to offer you is if you head to Built.com right now and you use promo code LOCKED15 during checkout, you will get 15% on your next order. Are you going to go with the cookie dough puffs? Are you going to go with the double chocolate, maybe mint brownie? What's your flavor? You can go check it out at built.com. Don't forget though to use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Now, let's get back to my conversation with JD Young as we're talking Seattle Kraken and San Jose Sharks in the Pacific Division for the 2022-23 NHL season. Yeah, and Grubauer, I mean, you know, of course they gave him the big contract, uh, pried him away from the Avalanche. Started a little rough, but kind of found his game as the season went on, it seemed like. Yeah, I think so. I I say it all the time. He just never looked comfortable. And we do see that there were some changes, particularly at um, the coaching position for for goaltending. Allen, Andrew Allen is now a goaltending scout for us. He was the goaltending coach. Um, So we'll see if that makes a difference but that was one of the immediate changes immediately as the off season started i mean as we're getting the exit interviews once those wrapped we found out about the goalie change or the coaching change excuse me so i'm hopeful that some of whatever wasn't working just overall in that system mm-hmm. um philip grubauer will be a little bit more com- confident a little bit more comfortable um, and hopefully that will show in his performance gotcha all right, we're still a little while out, but what do you think is the biggest question for this team heading into training camp? Biggest question for me, I think, is do we have enough offense? I think on paper, things are looking good. I still wonder, though, what that's going to look like in in games. We had a lot of great um kind of write-ups about us, particularly on the goaltending side going into last season, and that did not come to fruition. As we all know, though, goaltending is one of those things that's definitely hit or miss. Don't think we can afford to miss 
too much uh, when it comes to offense. And so I'm very curious to see who's really going to step up. How many players can we get back that are going to remain healthy and take it on their shoulders to make this a better offensive team? Yeah, I mean, we right there with you with the lack of goal scoring where it's, you know, it's you can't win every game, you know, two to one or three to two. Sometimes you actually you got to score goals. And yeah, that that's my biggest worry about the Sharks is two is just going to be the lack of offense. And, you know, it's it's that that's my worry is they're just not going to be able to score goals again. So um, what do you think? When, after What do you think is going to be the team's? Biggest strength, and again, I guess the weakness is going to be the lack of scoring, but what do you think is going to be how this team is going to be defined? I think we did add some veteran leadership, which I think was missing. I think we have a, a lot of gritty players. I always like to give a shout out to Ryan Donato. Always loved his game, and I think he battled. <laughs> yeah, he battled big time to um, you know make a space for himself in that first season. I don't think that the Seattle Kraken. I, I don't like the deal that they gave him, particularly comparative to a guy like Morgan Geeky. I've been pretty consistent in saying that, but Donato wanted to be with us. He's back for at least one more year. So if we can get more players that bring that energy, I mean, we lost 10 of two an injury, so we didn't have that consistently. Um, I think Eberly is another great leader, but also can bring that energy. So I'm very excited to see if we'll elevate the level of play. I think we were known as kind of more of a blue collar team, mm -hmm. nice guys, you know, say all the right things in press conferences. I want to see us get a little more gritty. And um, so I think the, the veteran leadership and just the hunger and a little more fight, I'm excited to see how that's going to play out and maybe change the cadence almost of how we play. Mm. Then I should ship you the entire bottom six of the Sharks. You would probably enjoy the grittiness uh, there. So, um, all right. So, you know, again, I think both of our teams are going to be very similar where it's like we're probably going to be pretty defensively structured, like a you know, kind of structure, but I think we're both going to be in that kind of can we score more than three goals a night type of, of situation? So I, I feel like the Sharks and Kraken are pretty close there. Um, what do you think is the best case scenario for the, the Kraken this season? And what do you think is the worst case scenario? Ooh, that's tough to say. Best case scenario, I mean, we finished eighth last, dead last in the Pacific. I'd like to see us jump into at least, you know, like that five, six spot. Uh, I think it's possible. The thing is that everyone talked about us coming into to the Pacific Division and being a weaker division. But when that happens, those are the teams that get higher draft picks. Yes. And ultimately, that's going to tilt, in theory at least, right? It should tilt how the division is playing and or even just give them options to bring in um, – more seasoned players. So I would really like us to start jockeying for position and for playoff position in the Pacific division. I think that's best case scenario. Absolute worst case scenario is that we, I guess, uh, win less than 27 games. <laughs> I mean, you know, like that's a, it seems like a pretty uh, low bar to be able to, to overcome, but I, I'd have to say that's worst case scenario is is uh, is digressing, right? Is uh, doing worse than what we did in our inaugural season. Yeah, I mean, I think for for the Kraken, it's it's all about veneers and right. Like if those guys come out and show like, oh, they're NHL caliber players. That I think that's your your best case. And if you know if if 
right maybe struggles a little bit or i think veneers is gonna be totally fine but like if right maybe struggles a little bit to begin with that that's probably my worst case best case you know for them but um yeah wins and losses right now it those are your two guys. Those are your dudes. That's those are the most important. Those are the keys of the franchise right now. So, yeah, and I think that's interesting. I think everyone obviously is talking about that, but I don't want us to focus so much just on those guys at the sake of everybody else because that also is not going to help them. Mm-hmm. We're, you can't win with just two guys. Are they cornerstones? Absolutely. But uh, if Edmonton's you're not- trying their best with two guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and then you know they're not playing on the ice at the same time, so it's not yeah. even like you can you can do that. So I think that is an interesting conversation, and I'm very curious to see how that plays out. I don't want us to do, to be all in on Beniers and right at the cost of everything else, because again, center was not the only place we needed to improve. We needed to improve in a lot of areas, and I still have a lot of questions defensively. And goaltending, I think, you know, they didn't earn enough goodwill for us to not question and doubt what goaltending is going to look like. Oh, Martin Jones will solve that, believe me. (laughs) Hey, here's hoping he gets back to, you know, those Sharks years, right? Well, the very – the – the pre-contract, uh, new contract Sharks years. Those are the years you want. So not the uh, three years of 897 save percentage in a row. Fair so. enough, yeah. <laughs> um, who's the wild card player for this year or kind of the, the, the player that you're expecting to make a big jump? Ooh, um, so I think I'll start with one that's less obvious. Everyone that listens to Locked on Kraken probably knows exactly where I'm going with this one. But I want to start with Justin Schultz because Mm. I also love – I am a sucker for defense in just about every sport. I think defense is so important. And Justin Schultz is one of those veteran players that I mentioned that we brought in. will look to play a different role on this team. Obviously, people are looking at Burakovsky or Bjorkestrand, and I think they'll have a pretty big impact as well. But as far as where we were last season and where we can really make some gains with some of the players that we brought in, I'm very curious to see if Justin Schultz can bolster the defense in a way that we just didn't see last season. Oh, man, I'm very much in the defenses for nerds. We should just play all offense camp. So, <laughs> oh, no. Well, in that case, then, again, my 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 second pick was I'm just really – I would love to see Ryan Donato just, like, go all out. He's got one year. Uh, he got 1.2 mil. Apparently, uh, he had higher offers elsewhere. I want to see this guy. You know, he just got engaged. I'd love to see him – make a really strong case to make Seattle his home and kind of say, listen, I I did you a favor. And now you got to do me a solid, like, I want to be here. Let's make it happen. So I'd love to see Donato, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely team defense. And again, we had a team that on paper was supposed to be solid defensively and they didn't look great defensively. So yeah, I'm, I, I'll be a nerd. I'll be that if that's what it takes, (laughs) because you know what? Uh, solid defense is what you need to win championships. And that's ultimately what we want to build toward. Uh, yeah, I, Donato's, you know, we had Donato, of course, during the 2020 bubble season and he came out on fire and it was like, dude, they should just pay him. He's good. He's good. And then like, he kind of fell off a cliff after that, you know? And, yeah. It's, I'm rooting for Donato because, you know, bouncing around a bunch and it'd be nice for him to kind of, to, to finally kind of stick and make it uh, work. So um, yeah, Ryan Donato. Go do stuff. Um, all right. <laughs> um, 
most intriguing. We're gonna skip Wright and 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 Veneers there. They do not uh they're not included in this. But who's your most intriguing kind of rookie or, or young guys, especially on an expansion team, other than Wright and Veneers, because that's not fair. <laughs> We've already yeah. talked about them. Fair enough. Wright and yeah. Veneers off the table. I think um you know, that's a really interesting question because other than right and veneers, a lot of our younger guys are really built for our, our AHL team our new mm-hmm. AHL team. So, um, I think that, uh, obviously Fergus circus is an easy answer. You know, he's got a lot of personality, but it does sound like he's going to be someone that comes in and, um, or excuse me, I should say that, that takes some time to develop. I'm not Mm. thinking that we're going to get him anytime soon. Uh, you know, Nelson is another one that I think could be a lot of fun, uh, wear of hats, which I love, (laughs) but, um, you know, I think, um, there's just a lot of really young talent for this team. I don't think we're going to see other than Shane Wright and Maddie Beneers. I don't think we're going to see a lot of them break through this season. And if we do, then it goes to my worst case scenario. scenario and we, yes. and we, we didn't do what we were supposed to do. So I think we still have some time to figure out. But um, just overall, it's going to be exciting that we'll have our very own AHL team. We're not co-parenting with the Florida Panthers anymore. So I'm very excited for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Yeah, no, they're. I will say their uh, their logo is pretty sweet. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. And yeah, and I think too, just having like your AHL team kind of close where it's like, you know, like we saw with the Sharks where, you know, COVID broke out and then all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, we got to get like seven guys off the Barracuda up to the Sharks. And yeah, it's just having them closer is so much better. I mean, yeah. And like, I kind of feel bad. I was talking to Jess about this where like, the you know the Calgary Flames AHL team was in Stockton, which is right down the street from you know not too far from San Jose, and then having that like whole ripped up, but then it's and going to Calgary. But it makes sense for Calgary because it's like again, if if you need a guy and like right away, yeah, having to try to cross the border, having to try to deal with all that stuff, it's 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 too chaotic now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I'm very excited to see how that that all plays out. Um, and it will also be exciting for Seattle Kraken fans because our AHL facility is not quite built yet. We're going right down to the wire, just like we did with Climate Pledge Arena. So that our AHL team will be on the road for the first month or so, but that means that they're actually going to be playing in the Pacific Northwest and they'll be operating out of our practice facility at the Kraken Community Iceplex. So that gives us an opportunity really to get to know the young guys and vice versa, the young guys to be exposed to at least the the NHL community. uh, And I think that'll be really great as well. Yeah, I mean, between because you're gonna have the Barracuda opening their new barn, you've got the yeah the Coachella, and then uh, Vegas. They they just finished theirs. Like it's pretty crazy without these AHL teams. It's you know they're they're getting the, the attention they deserve. So, yep. All right, get you out of here on this last question. The Kraken finish where in the Pacific? So I was taking a look, you know, again, everything in August and early August is all on paper predictions. Yep. We don't know how anything's going to pan this out. This is written in blood, Erica, if you're wrong. I'm coming back. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Yeah, the, like, super demerit. But um, I think looking at the Pacific Division, looking at where we want to be, um, there were a handful of teams that we can probably expect to stay in that top three. I think L.A., 
Edmonton and Calgary are probably those three teams. So I don't think we're, we're jockeying for those positions. Mm -hmm. I think realistically in that five or six spot is probably where we'll end up. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I'll say we'll finish at least, <laughs> at least sixth in the Pacific division. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, we were kind of touched on it earlier. The Pacific's going to be way better this year. Like, Vegas is going to be, I think we're kind of forgetting about Vegas too. You know, if they're going to have, um, you know, Eichel's going to be back. You hope Mark Stone is, is healthy. Um, Calgary, you know, I know they, they lost some guys, but I think they'll, they'll still be hanging around. Edmonton's got McDavid. Like, yeah, I think the Sharks going to be the worst team in the Pacific, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as it's not us. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Erica, where can the people find you? Yeah, so of course you can find me over at Locked on Kraken. Um, our show can be found on social media at Locked on Kraken, all one word. And then you can find me personally at elindsay08. That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-0-8. Awesome. And we'll be back uh, at some point with something. Looking forward to it. <laughs> As always, fans, I want to thank you for listening to Locked on Kraken. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with J.D. Young as we ended the show. We are going to make sure we come back with some squad casts, but here's what's on deck for this week. We are going to take you to the new broadcast team media availability that happened last week. I just had a wedding. Congratulations to Dorian and Hassan. It was amazing to celebrate with you. So catching up on a few things, but we'll get to that. You're also going to hear tomorrow from Martin Jones. You heard JD and I just talk about goaltending and Martin Jones in particular as one of, of those bridge contracts that the Seattle Kraken signed. So let's hear from Martin himself and throughout the week we'll also hear from a few other players and of course like i mentioned the broadcast team as we get ready for the seattle kraken season you're not going to want to miss friday because if you're following us at locked on kraken you know that the coachella valley firebirds season schedule for their time in the pacific northwest is up so we're going to break down what you need to know how you can get your tickets and I'm telling you, some are already sold out, so you're not going to want to miss that. All that and more coming up on this week's uh, episodes of Locked on Kraken. And now that you've listened to Locked on Kraken, go make sure you listen to Locked on NHL. That will give you a rundown of everything happening in the league in case you kind of want to know what other folks are doing. As we like to say here, hold fast, stay true, be kind to yourself and to others, and I'll catch you on the flip side. 